Okay, everyone, welcome to episode two of season two of Coach Pat Chat. I'm really excited for the guest that I have today. Um, I think you guys saw in the promo that her and I have been talking for a while via Twitter. Um, she shared some great resources with me, and I really just like the, the kind of energy and positivity she sends in her content, but also I just think she's a really really fascinating and good educator. So Alex Graham, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So um, why don't we get started by, can you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you teach, what age levels, how you chose this profession, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so um, I've always wanted to be a teacher from a very young age. Uh, I was always making my little sister pretend to be my student. Um, and then from then, I took every teaching and coaching opportunity throughout secondary school. And after sixth form, I applied for Edgehill University to study primary education, um, specialising in English and PE. And I'm now in my second year of being a qualified teacher at King Lua Junior School. So I teach year five. Um, so children like age nine to ten across the curriculum, but PE is at the heart of everything that I do um, and the values are embedded throughout all of my teaching. And I currently co-lead extracurricular PE opportunities at my school, which is quite restricted at the moment due to coronavirus, but I am excited to get stuck in. Um, so really, I am really very early in my career, but um, the support of Twitter has been really incredible and I've seen so many different PE educators take so many different pathways. So I'm just excited to see where my career can go. Yeah. I think it's amazing. So I was actually kind of shocked when you told me you were only in your second year of teaching because like, you're so far beyond your time when it comes to being a teacher and your passion and stuff. And I, I'm not saying that passion is born at a later date, but... I really struggled to innovate and stuff like that earlier on in my career, and you're already doing that. Before we got get into your sock Olympics, um, I just some of the lingers aren't in, uh, lingers. Some of the listeners aren't in the UK, and I think as a PE teacher myself, I think it's really interesting that you uh, teach English as well as physical education, as they're quite different uh, models to teach. Can you? Just go into how that kind of looks on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, of course. Um, I actually teach everything. As a primary school teacher, we teach all subjects. Um, so it is, it's very different. I love it because I love, like, the mix of different things. Um, but, yeah, my heart does lie with PE. Awesome. Um, and I do take um, opportunities. When Before coronavirus, we had um, a netball club that I ran at school and... Um, getting involved in lots of the sporting things but yeah we we it's very full-on we teach everything <laughs> that's amazing I, I'm really I don't want to say proud of you but like I'm impressed <laughs> by what you are doing early on in your career and uh to answer you said you were wondering where your career is going to go and I think it can only go in positive places so I'm really excited oh, for you. you um Let's dive into uh, socks. Let's go into your sock Olympics um, yeah. and maybe just go into um, what people just describe what it is and how you came up with it and how to use it. 
And then uh, we'll go into inclusion after that, because when you and I were talking, you were said, saying that um, student inclusion really motivated uh, this um, project. So floor is yours. Yeah, so um, with the Soccer Olympics, uh, it was really the, the initial start was that I realised we were in lockdown and we had majority of our children at home um, whilst we did have some of them still at school, so in bubbles. Um, but in my childhood, sports day was something that was really iconic um, and it was such an event that brought so much team spirit and celebrated like a whole school ethos. And I thought like how sad it was that the children were going to miss out on like this huge event. And so I thought that we needed to do something, um, especially during times like this, a sense of belonging had never really been more important. So I knew I had to create something that was completely inclusive. Um, I had to remove the barrier of children feeling like they couldn't participate because they didn't have equipment or space at home or space at school. So I had a little bit of a think and a light bulb moment um, when I thought like everybody owns a pair of socks. So if we can revolve like our sports day around this one pair of socks, then it meant that everybody would be able to join in. Um, so we kind of went from there and I created eight kind of skill-based physical activities. So we had like the sock throw, sock catch, sock keep your peas, sock basketball, sock bowling, sock jump, rainbow sock throw and a jump in your socks. And it was kind of like minimal equipment um, just really based around the ball of socks. So that was our, that's kind of what Sock Olympics is. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at it earlier and um, I think it's so interesting in the amount of time, like just the, I don't know, I guess you call them diagrams or the different things you use for visuals. It's just really inviting. And then that the fact that you have scorecards. And just the Olympic theme that you used, like it got me excited and I wasn't even part of the um, trials yeah. and whatnot, but I, I think you did a really good job of visualizing it. And there's so many resources because I know a lot of people were doing different work for socks. I mean, you took it to a next level, like as a sports day, um, using the school, not using the school, but sending it out to the schools. So they could have that collaboration at all levels. Um, but I, I think a lot of people miss, including myself, uh, different ways to record these type of things and show their, not their work, but what was accomplished. And um, I think it's really important, even the spirit of competition um, really enables people to get excited about something. So I was really impressed with your diagrams and your visuals as well. Yeah, excellent. Um, I just thought there was just so much about it that was just so positive. Um, like even from putting it on Twitter, like initially it was just for my own school. And I'll be honest, when I first told like the senior leadership team, I was really nervous and I was like, this might be like the most silly idea you've ever heard. Um, but sometimes the silliest ideas are the best ones right. that we have. And it really did get everyone involved. Um, we had teachers at school um, filming themselves, doing all the activities, and they were rather entertaining. Um, 
and they were modelled really well and um, so children got to take part no matter whether they were in school or at home and we got to celebrate their achievements because they sent in lots of photos and videos of them and then we totaled up the points um, from the scorecards um, and we had the most incredible Stock Olympics trophy that was designed and made by my granddad. Um, so we could award that to our winning team, which was the red team at our school. Um, but it was lovely just being able to see like all the other schools also take part. I think it was over 400 um, educators. Uh, the resource had been emailed out to. Um, so in the end, it was used in nurseries, in primary schools, secondary schools. Um, we had special educational needs set in sports clubs. So it kind of did like bring in real inclusion of everybody. Um, so it was lovely. Yeah, that it's so cool that it um, branched out past your school before even posting it on uh, Twitter. I know now that it's on Twitter, it's all over the world. Like people I know <laughs> over in Asia are using it and the States are using it. Um, so I just want to give you a round of applause that you're very innovative. And I think it's one of the best things I've seen on Twitter during the pandemic. So oh, thank uh, you. good on you. I really appreciate it. So let's talk about transitioning into the same mode uh the importance of student inclusion so just talk, obviously this will be a back and forth conversation but to begin why don't you tell me or the audience uh what student inclusion means to you and how you try to use it in your classroom um i think um, what it means to me is well i just think it's so essential that children see themselves as being valued as part of a team member within the class and I think as teachers we have that power to adapt activities in different ways so we can support all the abilities and needs within our classes um, and I just think that's so important to like, maximise um, their potential uh, and really like get as much out of them as we possibly can and it just supports the development of their confidence just having an inclusive um environment perfect yeah i, I like that you bring up this topic because um, a while back i i did a presentation um because i was struggling during uh, when we were doing virtual learning, I, I was trying new things because we had just finished a fitness unit. And I know the easiest thing would be to just do fitness, not because it's just fitness, but because it's easy to do these type of workouts in your living room or something as long as you have a computer. But I didn't want to just, I like, I wanted there to be purpose um, because... I didn't want to do fitness right after we just did fitness because that's in my opinion i was going to lose engagement students wouldn't find that exciting since we just finished it yes i could have altered it to make it a bit different um so i really thought of myself as a student of uh, if you will covid um because yeah. i'm just as new to this as they were so i really um wanted to see what they were interested in doing. I knew everyone was nervous, didn't know what it was going to look like. I was nervous. Um, so what I did, and I, I talked about this, um, I, um, I looked at the standards with my students. 
Um, I, I made them a like part of the planning process, not fully with lesson plannings, but to a degree. And I said, yeah. let's just have a conversation today. We're, we're not even, and I want the kids to be moving. That was my number one thing. But in order to make it special or purposeful, we, we sat down and some kids were really vocal. Some just kind of hung back and were pretty much, I'll just do whatever everyone else does. But uh, there was a lot of students that looked at the standards and, and I think for the first time, maybe started to understand what the standards meant. So I think it was yeah. also important for me going forward that I try to do that anyways, even not yeah. in virtual learning. Um, and they came up with some really good ideas. We did a lot of sock activities, um, but they really wanted to play games because a lot of them were trapped in their apartments or in their homes like at that point they're, they're not allowed to go outside so we just came up with ways to play different games either virtually or i came up we came up with games that they could play with their family and report back to the class on what they did and um so yeah i think inclusion is super important um i use it i will i, I have to admit i think i value it more now that we went through all of this yeah yeah definitely it's just those meaningful opportunities i guess that um that just make them feel like they really do belong and you are like encompassing quite a diverse range of abilities and settings that people are in so it is it's really important it's kind of like passing it over to them and saying that like i believe in in you and like you should believe in you and that you can participate and participate not just now but for the rest of your life it's kind of like having that sense of belonging that's going to last forever hopefully yeah perfectly said and what you're i think what you're kind of leading into is um whether we're in person or virtual or hybrid we still need to try to develop physical literacy and the importance of that the importance of building confidence not only in oneself but how to build confidence and this is just my opinion um you can take it in a different direction don't worry um but i think it's also important to develop physical literacy as a group in the sense that students should start to learn how to have confidence in each other i think i know it is born with confidence in yourself but i i for me and just people being uncomfortable and whatnot it was almost like I, I taught high school and middle school at this point, and I almost felt like a kindergarten teacher in the sense that everybody was uncomfortable, including myself, and we needed to go back to basics. And the most important thing was creating unity and confidence as a unit. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that, um, especially with the social side of like PE and linking that to the physical literacy it is so invaluable for things like character building and the traits of like sportsmanship and respect and honesty and collaboration it's just like the foundations to like life really um so it's so invaluable to give them those opportunities to work together and gel as like a team and as a group and not feel so uncomfortable so that they do value each other and then PE becomes a lot easier. Right, for sure. And I, I like what you said there about the social thing and people that listen to me are going to probably be like, hey, he says the same thing all the time. But since I was a kid, like when I was in PE, 
I didn't think of it as just sports or just movement. Like I didn't really feel that social dynamics are being thrown at me or taught at me like that. But like inadvertently yeah. I was learning them. And I told my, my dad used to be a PE teacher and he was really all, he was all about the mind, body, spirit dynamic, like focusing on all that. But I constantly say on Twitter or on here that I feel like PE taught me how to be a human being in the sense that it was a place that, and this is not the case for everyone, I guess, but it was a place that I felt comfortable really being myself. Like I could walk around, move a lot, share ideas that I had. And yeah, I could share my ideas in like the classroom setting, but I also felt it was a little constricted not in the sense that the teacher was preventing me from being myself, but it was so focused on the content at hand that I didn't really have that much opportunity, like in a, uh, in a sense where I really could, like in PE, share my opinion about movement. Or if I got frustrated, it was okay to show my frustration um, yeah. in a respectable manner. And if I didn't, I still was learning because my coach or whatever, or even my friends or teammates would let me know it's okay to get upset and stuff, but you need to learn how to channel it, channel it so you can learn from it or move forward. And I, I, I think I'm going off on the rails here, but basically <laughs> PE really let me be free with my emotions in the sense that I could learn from them. Like I wouldn't be rude or get into fights, but... I could show my true emotions and there are people there to show me how to use them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know I relate to that in the sense of being like a classroom teacher that teaches everything because I kind of use PE, I like in interject it throughout like quite a lot of lessons and quite a lot of like classroom things that go on. I'll take the opportunity to relate teamwork situations and things and problem solving to PE because that's what a lot of my class relate to. I've got quite a lot of footballers in the class. Mm -hmm. And if we can take those traits, like this is what you do on the football field and relate them to classroom disputes or debates and things like that, then I just think that's really great to help them understand like situations that are just in life in general. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. And uh, like, as you said, a lot of your students in the classroom, um, and I feel like everyone at some point, or well, I, I, I know, take PE. Um, but there are those who really dive themselves into it. And those that are reluctant to really open themselves up to PE because they think it's just sports or fitness. And so what I've been trying to do, and, and this is more of me asking your advice. Um, this is kind of off topic, but so I was a new teacher this year and I had a couple of students who just did not want to be there. And there's an 11th grade, 12th grade class. Um, it's a team sports and strategy class, and apparently they were under the understanding that it was more of an analytics class rather right. than actually doing sports and creating strategies. Um, and with me not being there, 
I have a great sub, but he also is not a PE teacher. He's just covering. Um, so basically, I meet them for the first 20 minutes, give them the activities to do because there's no Wi-Fi out in the field or in the gym. And then he kind of has to just run with what he thinks I'm talking about. Like, I talked to the students for the 20 minutes, too. Uh, but I had two girls that they just didn't want to be there. They were doing a football unit, and they would just stand together and not be engaged at all and whatnot. Um, so at first, I, I had one-on-one -on -one meetings with them. I was like, what's going on and all of this? And I said, I, I understand the confusion. Uh, um, I was told that it was represented in a very truthful and honest way, but I understand there's always gonna be misunderstandings. Um, unfortunately, you cannot drop the class, so we're going to have to stick it out for a semester. Um, so I was trying to come up with strategies in order to motivate them or just to get some interest. And I, I, was, not, I was not succeeding in that for the first week or so. And then um, I just asked them to try one new thing each day. And I said, focus on how it makes you feel. If it makes you frustrated, that's fine. I want to hear about it. Um, all of this and what it really came down to is he would tell me what they did and if they're improving and in his eyes Maybe he didn't see much improvement, but the little things he told me I would send them a message and I said I thought I heard you were amazing today You really stepped up to the next level. I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to be your teacher in person um, little baby steps like this are what's going to make you a successful student and ever since there apparently this isn't going to be the case with everyone but they've been really trying hard and kind of enjoying it so um, oh, that's really good. I, I think different students respond to different things um but do you have a way of because that that was lucky i i'll be the first yeah. to admit like that worked out i'm not even there like this is through a team's or a Google Meet messaging system, like they don't even, they see me on the screen, but they don't even really know me, which I hate. Um, but if you have a disengaged student um, in physical education, do you have any processes of how to deal with that? Um, I agree. I think like all children are different, aren't they? And some will respond to things. Um, but I think there's like two things that I try mainly. The first thing is like the same as you really, but just personal goals. Um, sometimes children are quite put off by the competitiveness of like right. the class. Um, I know that quite a few of um, the children that I've taught before kind of go into themselves when they're in a competitive situation and they don't feel like they're as good as other people so just setting those like small personal goals can help really motivate them and they can see what progress they're making themselves which is really it's really nice because you like watch them grow um, in their confidence and as you said like telling them to try something small and then build it up a little bit more and um, so they are still making progress it might be it might be little but um, over time they'll see how far they've came and that's really positive and um, the other thing that as I don't know some teachers well especially teachers um, from the UK who are in primary school and might not be as confident and um, they might not be up for this but I always get involved and um, I'm really 
I enjoy teaching PE and I enjoy PE as a child and my PE lessons are very much as in like I'm going to do it too kind of thing um, I just think that you have so much power as a teacher to be such like an influential role model um, and it's up to you to show them that if you can do it anybody can do it um, I think I've read an article recently about like the power of teachers joining in um, and it made a huge difference to students and their engagement I think it kind of depends like my strengths lie in invasion games so I'm like right up there and modeling for invasion games um, but I think the children have to also see you step out of your comfort zone um, in the sense that I'm not I'm not a dancer <laughs> I'm definitely not a dancer um, but if they watch you do things that are outside of your comfort zone they kind of relate to you to you a little bit more and I think that encourages children to join in and um, and I think you find their strengths a little bit so I think that's a really positive way of getting children to join in with the lesson. I love both of those and I, I think I can't believe I didn't really think about it and yeah maybe I've done it here and there inadvertently but especially I used to teach uh, elementary as well before um, I moved up to the higher levels and I love the concept of actually creating intentional goals, like small little goals um, for the competition. I can't talk today. Competition <laughs> aspect. Um, because I think, like you said, they don't have to all out be competitive to a level that they're not comfortable with yet. They can start with competing against themselves, maybe and yeah. finding those little rewards and whatnot. Um, and I love that so much. And I also love uh, joining in. Sometimes as a teacher, I, was, I, I used to think, am I joining in too much and whatnot? But like, yeah. I have totally played football, tried to kick it and slipped on wet grass and fell right on my <laughs> butt. And I think that probably, they're like, okay, if he's ready to just fall in front of everyone and be laughed at maybe I can give things a shot so that, yeah, that that's exactly. a really good point I love it I love that no I really like that I think it is really important because they can they kind of grow from seeing you being so confident and that it works both ways so like I might have a child in my class who's a really strong confident dancer and then as a teacher you can let them share their passion and um, personally I can't talk very passionately about dance but I know that they can and um, they could take on that role model role and um, they can talk about it they could lead the warm-up they could do demonstrations so you're kind of passing it on to them so while you might have had a child that wasn't feeling very confident at the beginning they're now taking on this like teaching role almost and being supported in that so I think they're like learning their value in physical education and I believe that it's as much about what you can create and what you can contribute yourself as much as what you're actually learning yeah I could not agree more and like I, I think it's funny though like the only I'm not even going to say it's a problem because there's no no problem I love being involved in it but I feel to a point nervous like yeah so like if i'm just teaching a basketball drill and like they've seen what i can do and can't do if i like specific classes if i told them how to shoot and i make it they start cheering and screaming but if i miss it they just 
harp on me. And like, yeah. <laughs> obviously I'm joking. Like, I think it's all fun. But before I take this shot, I was like, oh, I hope I make this. So my class doesn't rip me to shreds right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it does show that you're like, you're not always winning. Like, even as a teacher, you are going to have them moments that are like, oh my goodness, that was just the worst shot in the world. <laughs> and then they know that they can also make really bad shots and remind you that you also did that. <laughs> right. The worst was a funny, well, not too funny story, but um, I was trying to show them how to dribble in football. So we're doing a little scrimmage um, after the lesson. And there's no one around me. And I totally just rolled my ankle, fell, sprained my ankle, and my high school students had to carry me to the nurse because I couldn't walk. <laughs> um, but the, the well, funny thing is... Getting... That... Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, it's like, it just shows you've definitely got stuck in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that like usually they laugh when if i am to fall but there was it, it was heartwarming to see the concern and everyone rushed over to help me up and i felt like a 80 year old man having kids help me <laughs> off the ground but um i really appreciated that um and i think what you and i are talking about i can't believe how we have these topics i just want to say it and everything's just like flowing fluidly into the next topic we had lined up. Um, but speaking of teachers being involved in the learning and participating, um, I think it's important that we talk about, and I'm not just saying teachers are this, there's so many different variations of this, but um, what are your thoughts on being a role model or having role models? Um. I think I didn't see myself as having role models until I became one myself and then reflecting back on my life um, in terms of PE, you start to notice the people who really were important and I have had such positive experiences of physical, edu physical education right through my life and I do attribute all of this to those role models so all of the passion and like my commitment now I think it is down to those people who right at the beginning that kind of like spurred me on and supported me um I can remember even at primary school like I'm a netballer so even at primary school um I had Miss Boys and that was my netball coach at primary school and I was so small I mean I'm small now but um but I was really small then and it never ever stopped me um regardless she always got me on the team made me play and then at secondary school I had really positive role models Miss Nicholson got me involved in everything even if I wasn't that good at it <laughs> I'd done like girls rugby orienteering athletics and I wasn't great at it but it was just to have someone to say like go on have a go you can do it like it just really it really does um make such an impact on how you feel like support in sport um and I mean I still play netball today um and well she's actually called coach Pat as well um, she's just retired from netball but that's another role model I've had in my life that um she just inspired me to keep active and keep engaging in sport and I think looking back at those people especially those three it does make you 
realise what an impact you can have as a teacher um, and what positive experiences they've given me and what I can then give other people. I just find it so amazing that those people have like made me into what sports person I am today. Yeah, I think that's a really beautiful thing to say. And I have uh, I have a lot of similar stories with role models. Uh, I had a coach, and I, I won't get in too much about it because it's more about the guest than the host. But uh, I did have a coach. I had no interest in track and field. I played basketball and volleyball. Um, but he convinced me to come out because he thought I was a bigger kid. That I, but I was lean back then, not so much anymore. So he wanted to use me for throwing and um, sprinting, and I never would have thought about it. And I said, fine, I'll do it to stay in shape for the other sports. And I actually fell in love with it um, because he kept pushing me. And, like, he was very humorous, and I was also a very joke-around kid, but I was also very dedicated yeah. to athletics. Um, so I think the fact that he joked around with me and had a sense of humor helped me see the value in him and that he cared about me. He didn't want me to just excel as an athlete. He wanted me to excel as a person. And he, he took me under his wing and he took really good care of me. Um, he's actually one of the reasons I wanted to teach PE. Um, so that I, I totally agree with you there. Um, and then as us being role models, I think it's funny. Like I know we're teachers um yeah we do get paid and all of that but um someone the other day said um do you consider this um your dream job or your job i was like well i would have to say my dream job mainly because i'm doing what i want like yeah. I, this is always what i wanted to do uh, is it actually a dream if you want to get into the definition probably not but since I was a kid, this is what I wanted to do, and I'm doing what I love. So I don't know how else you want to describe it other than a dream. Um, but it's so interesting when you have students and sometimes you have some difficulties in class and stuff like that. Uh, you have some good moments, too. And then that student at graduation asks you to take a photo with them or whatever. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're a role model. Um, but when that happened to me, I said, well, something must have stuck because yeah. I thought we struggled a lot, but, um, at least he saw the value in something. And I think that's all we can ask for. Yeah, definitely. It shows that you're kind of like been appreciated. You're a part of like their journey, aren't you? Um, yeah, it's just, it's so nice. It's so nice when they respond so well. And I think something that's so small that can make such a big impact is being a teacher but also taking part in sport yourself sharing like your interest in sport so outside of the classroom I'm always talking about if I've had a netball match that week whether it's gone really well or whether it hasn't gone well at all and sharing the wins and the losses and how you feel about those and then in my class they'll share their wins and their losses and they'll reflect on them so taking it not just just not just keeping people in the classroom, but being that role model beyond and really appreciating what they do in their own time uh, in terms of physical activity or PE or sport. Um, I just think it's really important that they show 
that they understand that they're like valued and their contributions. It's it's really nice to hear about them too. For sure. And I cannot agree with everything you said today um, any more than I've already told you. Um, I'm so grateful that you came on, though. Um, I have to say, um, I appreciate everyone that comes on and everyone brings on a different atmosphere or personality. Uh, but I found myself just wanting to listen over and over and over when you were talking. I think you are an excellent educator. And I felt like this is like an educational podcast for me i feel i learned a lot about physical education a lot of areas i can grow in um so i wanted to thank you for doing that and providing not just me but the listeners with that opportunity thank you very much for having me as i said everything that i get is off twitter really twitter is what um, inspires me and just speaking to so many other educators so if you are quite early on in your career i'll definitely recommend getting onto twitter and following people like you and lots of other different um educators because you do get so much out of it yeah I, I i couldn't agree more i don't i don't even feel like i be grew as a teacher until oh that's i don't want i don't know what i'm saying but uh, I feel that my career definitely skyrocketed once I started taking Twitter seriously. The first year, I I tried it. I wasn't into it. Um, I was more. I was early, like early, early on in my career, and I was just too stressed out to add another component to my plate. And then I tried it again, and I really dove into it. And that's when I feel I really grew as an educator. Yeah, definitely. I do think it does make a huge impact in like the teaching and just the resources and the support that you can get um, from Twitter is just it's just really great. So yeah, that's what I attribute any of my <laughs> any of my like knowledge and ideas to, and obviously uni. <laughs> well, I think you're amazing and you've done amazing things. Um, I'm going to tag your Twitter in the show notes. Is there anything else you would want me to put in there? Um, I also have um, a teacher Instagram under the same okay. tag, um, but that's there's some sport things on there, but it's mainly for any primary teachers okay. that are knocking about. Um, that'll be on there. All right, perfect. Um, I That's on your Twitter profile, correct? Yeah. All right, so I'll just copy that. And I know people are excited to hear what you have to say about not only the sock olympics but you as a teacher because um i think everyone knows who follows you and that will follow you that you're really helping everyone out so we appreciate you oh thank you very much and thank you very much for having me no problem take care alex